Hi, everyone. You're listening to Candidly Laura, a daily podcast for adventure seekers and personal development junkies. Laura is a digital nomad who always tells it like she sees it. She loves talking about travel, entrepreneurship, dogs, and more. Take it away, Laura. Good morning. Good morning to you. Um, I wrote this in my newsletter, so you might have already read this today because I sent that out late last night, but Willow doesn't like the stairs here, but she would prefer to be in the bedroom than on the main floor, which is kind of par for the course for her because she always wants to like be where she sleeps the most. And that of course is where when we're upstairs, but, um, I've been traveling her bed from upstairs to downstairs, depending on the time of day, but she still will go upstairs anyway. So she's stands at the top of the stairs and whines about how we're down here and she's up there because like she has to work herself up to go down the stairs. It is <laughs> one of those things where like I can't reason with her. So I started putting a stool at the bottom of the stairs so she doesn't go upstairs when we're downstairs because I don't want to listen to her whine for an hour about how she's upstairs and wants us upstairs, but we're downstairs. It's just a whole thing, you guys. Dogs, they just take up <laughs> They just take up so much space in your brain. They're, they are like my children, I will say. All right. So this um, goes along with some of my feelings about saving and budgeting and money and finances and how important it is. And I think it's going to be a hot topic for a little bit longer. And I want to talk about the best ways to start to think about inflation Again, in looking at how to make really small changes or make creative problem solving so that, you know, the sort of the root of how to combat inflation is like spend less, right? Okay, well, that's not very fun. (laughs) Just truth be told. But there are a couple of things that I think people forget to do or stop doing, which I think is a mistake. So the first thing to start to really combat inflation is to make sure that you're still investing. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money, right? So um, what happens is that people are like, oh, I need to tighten my budget. I'll change where I'm investing. But what you want to do is keep thinking about how investing is for the long term. So if you have to find ways to get creative to make sure that your investing stays on track, now is a good time to do that. Okay. So um, if you've already established your emergency fund and you have a weekly or monthly automatic deposit out into your stock markets or your funds, market funds, whatever it is that you're investing, keep those. Okay. And don't let, (laughs) don't let stock prices going up and down and people talking about inflation over and over again. Don't let that discourage you from continuing to invest. Okay. If you need to start looking at reducing expenses and I, for me, I have to say, 
I feel inflation the most at the grocery store. Like I feel like the prices are just astronomical, <laughs> but I do think there are a couple ways to make it so that you're tightening the budget, but not in a way that makes you feel like, oof, I can't, you know, even go out to eat anymore. So one of the ways is to take some time and look at your reoccurring purchases subscriptions specifically, especially these days where, um, you know, if you want to watch one show, you have to get a different channel. So make sure that you are sort of rotating through making sure you're not paying for all of those channels all the time, because honestly, none of us have enough time to watch them all at the same time. So, um, I actually, um, because I couldn't watch Disney plus with the way my subscription was up here in Canada, I actually canceled that. Um, and then what is really nice about when you cancel a channel for a while is that then you'll also get better deals with them trying to get you back. So yes, just yesterday I got an email from stars that was like, come back for a year for $20. Right. So that's, way better than the $5.99 a month or $7.99 a month that they were charging. The next step of that, when you do get a good deal on a subscription is to put in your calendar, cancel stars, right? And I put in a couple so that I make sure that that notification reaches me at a time when I will be able to do something about it. So reoccurring subscriptions can also be magazines, I know I loved my magazines and I really loved getting the paper, the New York Times. But if you reduce one channel and one magazine and one paper, I mean, that's at least $20 a month, right? Which could go towards or even $20 a week, depending on how much your things are. Another thing to do, and it takes time, but it often means you'll save more is to call up your phone, call up your internet, call up your TV, call up your insurance, and just see what they can do. Um, can they offer a six-month or a 12-month um, rate decrease if you agree to stay with them? And oftentimes, they will. So it's, um, it's always good to get into a periodic, especially with, I think, cell phone and internet, a periodic cadence of every six months or every other year, just making sure that they are, <laughs> that they are actually um, in tune with whatever special deal is going on. Okay. So I, I mentioned groceries and I think groceries are important because I don't ever want anyone to feel like they can't buy the thing that makes them the happiest, which for me would be potato chips if I was still eating potatoes. <laughs> so, but I think being more creative in the kitchen can, and being more efficient can also mean a pretty decent reduction in your grocery bills. So this isn't true for everyone, but I just want to say it to those of you that it, it does pertain to is many people that I know that live regular nine to five lives with houses, with cupboards and food pantries have a lot of food on hand. And some would say maybe too much <laughs> food on hand. So starting to make meals out of your cupboard and your freezer 
And if you have like a basement or a garage freezer to really look at how can you reduce your food on hand to help you save some money as money's getting tighter. The other thing I want to say is to really start to look at buying food based off of the seasonal schedule. So we're going into fall, root vegetables are starting to be more popular. The, um, you know, the sort of summer fruits are not as price effective as apples, certainly, and pears and those sorts of fruits. Um, And look at where you can maybe minimize even by one or two ingredients. So one of my best examples is if you're making a Mexican dinner, let's say it's enchiladas that are pretty flavorful and cheesy and, you know, can be all veggie or can be meat or whatever. Maybe one of the ingredients that you cut out from that is like a sour cream, right? Because it's already delicious and cheesy. Is it a little bit better with sour cream? Yes. Will you survive and still have a very good meal without it? Yes. So just looking at small, like reducing by one ingredient that won't change the full flavorscape, but could save you three or $5 for that week. Now I will say, I really like to have sour cream on hand because it's very helpful with many things. Um, and for me is like, it's so versatile, but maybe then you use your Greek yogurt, which you then have with breakfast. And then you use your Greek yogurt for your sour cream substitutes. You're still only buying one thing. The other thing to look at is like, and this, I think everyone should do regardless of if you're trying to be an inflation or not is make sure that you are putting groceries, gas, your daily things that you're buying on the right cards. So if you have a cash back card and you're good about paying that off every month, make sure every purchase is going on that card and you're paying it from your checking account so that you're getting that little extra one or two or 4% or whatever it is, because that does make a big difference, especially over an entire year. Um, Joining buy nothing new groups is also a really great way to make sure that you are saving money and that you are looking a little bit outside the box if there's something you need to like add. So I know I'm super guilty of this and have been in the past, but as I start to put together holiday recipes, I'll like need the one thing that I don't have. Like I know one year I bought three different spring pans because of the dessert that I was making and asking in a buy nothing new group, if people have a spring pan you can use or have is like a good 20 bucks or $40 savings, depending on whatever the thing is. So finding ways to procure the items that you may only need on a specialty basis, friends and family, et cetera, is a really good way to, um, to start to look at it. All right. So last and not least, but not least, and doesn't matter, is if we're looking at continuing to save money, and um, looking to continue to invest money. The last sort of pillar in looking at how you want to change your finances or your spending is also to consider 
increasing your income. And if you spend any amount of time on TikTok, there are thousands of creators that are going to tell you all about the side hustle they tried, the digital download, the drop shipping, the et cetera, et cetera. And um, I personally have done several of them. And it's not always as easy as it sounds, but can certainly be quite rewarding. For me, when I started my direct sales job with Beauty Counter, it it was daunting and hard, and I didn't know how to do it for quite some time. And then over time, it became something that is now a really solid income stream. And I really enjoy and love the company and love what they're doing. So with the increase of inflation, most people in regular jobs are not going to see the kind of um, monetary changes in their wages, the way to keep up with what is happening. So looking for something that even is going to give you an extra $100 or $200 a month could be really helpful. And at, at one point, I tried to find it this morning and I couldn't find it. But at one point, I, I saw a statistic that was the average family is going to need $8,000 more this year to keep up with inflation and rising expenses. And $8,000 is not, you know, is not a small amount of money, especially when you're used to having sort of like a regular fixed income for a long time. So that's just a little over $600 a month. And I will say I certainly with my side hustle was not making that at the beginning of doing it, but now I'm making well over that. So taking a look at different ways that you can make money with things that you enjoy. So I'm just going to talk really briefly about a couple that I've done besides my beauty counter business. And hopefully that'll spur some ideas. It's important, I think, that you find things that you really like as part of your side hustle because they are still time consuming and you're still most likely working a full-time job. So my hope is that you're only ever finding something that can that can make bring you joy while also making money. So many of you know, for quite some time, I have been on the app WAG, which is a sort of boutique on-demand dog walking platform. And I've made some good money, um, both boarding dogs and also walking dogs. And sometimes it's a harder case, like it's a bigger dog that's not great at walking on leash. Other times it's like, can you play with my 12 week old puppy in the backyard for an hour? And I'm like, obviously, yes. <laughs> so I also, um, we boarded a really delightful six month old puppy for a week who is just an absolute dream and delight. So I love dogs obviously. And getting paid to be outside and walk them and hang out with them is pretty delightful. What's nice about WAG too, is you can decide I'm working this day. I'm not working this day. And you can make that decision the morning of when you wake up, especially if you're in a higher um, populated area. 
So when I did it in Chicago, it was a little bit harder. Like sometimes I was driving a decent distance between the two places, but it also gave me a really good chance to get to know a lot of different neighborhoods, which is really fun. Um, so that's WAG. I did Rev for a while, which is transcription typing. That was a little bit harder, but is also mindless. There isn't as much money in that, but if you're really good at typing and listening and want something that you can just sort of do and zone out at, at the computer, want to look at into transcription. Um, I've also done virtual assistant work, which is a huge, um, industry that's booming and I think is, is going to keep going for quite some time because more and more as entrepreneurs are getting more and more money, they're wanting to outsource more and more things. And um, the virtual assistants can be anything from like helping people manage their calendars to creating Canva graphics for their marketing to, you know, making email campaigns or like scheduling and finding 10 pins to post on Pinterest. So there's a lot of variety that virtual assistants can do. And then I actually, um, probably four or five months ago, um, decided to start making some drop ship print on demand products for Etsy. And um, that has been fascinating. It is certainly not a a giant moneymaker for me at this time. Maybe it will be in the future. I don't know. Um, But it was surprisingly easy to sign up for these free platforms, create a design, um, import it into their couple big print-on-demand companies, connect it to an Etsy store, and then people can shop the things that I've made. So that feels like decently time-intensive at the at the beginning and not a huge profit margin. Um, like I actually just this morning sold two hats and it was, I made about $10 because the other thing is that I, I was not willing to put things in my shop that wouldn't be prices that I would pay for them, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So those are just a few of the things that I have done to sort of try to continue to look at where my income streams can diversify and can increase. Um, I don't know, you probably have heard this. I've probably said it to you, but the average millionaire has seven income streams and I'm certainly hoping to get to at least like four or five where at least three of them, I don't have to do very much and they just make me money. Cause wouldn't that be amazing anyway? So those are a few things that I'm doing and I, um, hope that you consider parts of it or all of it as far as making a little bit more money. Um, tightening your belts a little bit. I'm not a huge budgeting fan because I don't, it it feels limiting to me. Like I don't want to feel like I can only spend $22 a month on coffee, whatever. I give myself sort of a blanket rate for the month for all things. And that includes like haircut and colors to oil changes, to groceries, to dinners out. Um, so I lumped that sort of all together after I take my bills out and my investment money out. All right, friends, I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.